With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day. Sunny, rainy, whatever, California. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous how much rain we're getting. Uh, the Tyrac.com studios will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. You know, my senior year in high school... Um, it rained 13 straight days in Southern California, and we actually had a game postponed because our gym's roof leaked. Uh, but even that paled in comparison to what, what we had. By, I was at the game for quarter and a half last night, and um, and I, I people got a. It, yeah, I'm huh? glad we were able to catch up at the game. I was last down. Night. I was. I was in kind of the bowels. I was. I was. I just had friends I hadn't seen in a sure. while from the East Coast. That Absolutely, that were there. totally. Good. And when I and honestly, when I wa- I had a couple things I had to do. When I walk in, it was mm-hmm. already not a great game. Um, but but 
people learned like about so far. There's so many people who don't know about that stadium. They're like, wait, it's a dome. Why is it raining in the stadium? And Ramos asked me about it. And from my vantage point, when I looked up and it was raining, I know you were uh, you were at uh, I was I was a mile from the sun, basically uh, as high as we were. I love. I saw yes. a tweet that said, "Does anybody?" It wasn't you. It was somebody else. It was like, "Does anybody want me to ask God a question?" Because <laughs> yes. I'm very close. <laughs> yes, yes. I I had to duck when a plane flew over. I was yes. so high when it was landing at LAX. <laughs> this is a great. This is actually a good one. Okay, I landed. Uh, was it Saturday? Saturday night. Saturday night. I landed Saturday night, and there was a lot of. There was a. Uh, there was there was a lot of Georgia fans. I was coming in from Charlotte, connected through Charlotte. And I landed, and the pilot was super nice. And he was, like, greeting people as they're going off. He wasn't doing the bye-bye, bye-bye. And he was like, oh, you guys going to the game? Where is it? And the, he was like, Rose Bowl? Like, no. Coliseum? No. Like, I was like, SoFi. Where's that? I go, it's the big one. You, it's, you know the stadium you fly over? Like, <laughs> you didn't see it upon approach? I <laughs> kind of... I passed a base camp on the way to my media seat last night. That's that's how high we were. It was. It was the shirt was like, I cannot go up there, sir. Was, and, and it was all Fox Sports. I don't know what they had against us, but it was Fox Sports Radio. It was Fox Sports. It was Fox Sports Digital. All of us, while the athletic took up 60% of the other seats. Um, uh, yeah, just it was. Oh, but yeah, it was. You we were, were leaving to join the athletic in their seats. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, well, I mean, it's not not Fox's event, so they got to create yeah. you and put you somewhere. So that's that's the that's the press uh, edition of Stowage, which is honestly why I didn't ask anybody at work for a ticket. You know, I just asked somebody like, all right, ask somebody at ESPN. It's their event. That's where you get a pass, and then you kind of get the you go around the ESPN folks, but. It was interesting, though, that, that people were like, wait, you're in a dome? Because I was telling people on the plane, I was like, hey, if you're going to the game? Yeah, bring a jacket. Like, I thought it's inside. Like, eh, not really. It's like just basically like a almost like a thin membrane over the stadium, and it's open yeah. air at the end. Yes, it was a mess in the open air. It was wet. It was, yeah, it was, it was not good. And I know we don't have these sort of storms outside of you know this january february sort of thing but it made me think of a final four and you talk about condensation just coming in on the floor like if there was if you know in a future final four if they've got a storm that open end of the stadium i think could be an issue I don't think they have gotten the Final Four yet, have they? No, no, but they I are. I don't think they're getting it. That's why I think they I think oh. that's one of the design flaws that feels like it screwed it up. You know, that was the thing. San Diego's deal, they were going to have a retractable dome so they could get Final Fours. Vegas is getting a Final Four in like yeah. five years. I don't think I don't think SoFi is going to get a Final Four. Well, they, they, they shouldn't uh, with that design. Like No, it, it's not just know. the condensation, the wind. Yeah. There's wind in there. Yeah. You Man. know, it's outdoor basketball. Uh, nonetheless, it was not a particularly good, not a particularly good game. So uh, we've talked about it. We'll talk about it in the pod. In the bonus, download it top of the hour. Um, I do think that there's the, the team now that we all focus on. Right? Now that we get to the playoffs, it's like, are the Cowboys going to lose? And is it going to be glorious? Or are they going to end Tom Brady's run in Tampa? This coming off of 
an embarrassing loss. And I do understand that when you don't have anything to play for, even though you're playing, there's a motivational factor there. There's a, you know, the play calling is different, kind of playing Jane, whatever. But that was that was pretty embarrassing on Sunday. They did not play well against a commander team who, like, could you pick Sam Howell out of a lineup? I, Jay Stu, without looking, do you know what Sam Howell looks like? Uh, yeah, I saw a highlight of him the other oh, day. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Ramos, he's an athletic guy. That would be no, Doug, to help you out there. Remember, this is a it's a it's a commander team that had lost three in a row, tied the game before that. Um, they had like you know one of the things they had beaten the Eagles, but when they beat the Eagles, obviously that was. Uh, um, I don't believe did Jalen Hurst didn't play in that game. So, um, oh, no, Jalen Hurst did play in that game, but but it's a Commanders team that did not have a good year. Okay, and though they were in playoff contention the week before with Carson Wentz, their coach didn't know that they were eliminated. So you get beat twenty six sixteen, and the big question is like, were the Cowboys were they treating it like a preseason game? Were they taking it for real? Like, what in the heck happened? Because you got down 13 nothing. It's 13-6, I think, at the half. And then nothing in the second half. I mean, absolutely nothing. So now we're sitting there going, all right, well, they had some good spots in the season, but it all comes down to the postseason. Here's Jerry Jones on Sunday's loss to the Commanders. We get to suck on that all week. And uh, if that doesn't make you want to get ready to go in about six, seven days, nothing else will. That was as uh, thorough a butt kicking as we've had this year. And uh, uh, we're going to find out if that'll get you ready or not. It uh, should with what these guys are made of. So uh, Jerry Jones does his usual Tuesday radio hit. Here was Jerry talking about this weekend and how it will affect uh, Mike McCarthy. Could anything happen in this playoff game Monday that could put Mike McCarthy's job status in question for next year? No. Just, uh, I don't even want to. Uh, no. That's it. I don't need to go into all the pluses or minuses, but I've got uh, a lot more to evaluate Mike McCarthy on than this playoff game. Um, I think it's actually uh, a mistake I understand what he's saying. The job is in totality, what he's done throughout the year. But this is, and there's, there really is, it's like baseball. There's two different types of coaching, right? Coaching the regular season, coaching in the postseason are almost different jobs. But the sale to Mike McCarthy was that he had been to the playoffs and won a Super Bowl before. And in the NFC, Though the Eagles have shown themselves to have home field advantage, they're not that much better than the Cowboys. And the the Niners, who have a lot of talent, a lot like the Cowboys, maybe more so, but clearly not as talented or experienced at quarterback. They're right there in any reasonable discussion in terms of talent to come out of the NFC to the Super Bowl. Is that a, is that a fair statement, guys? Dan Byer, is that a fair? Like if I said, like if the if the Cowboys reach the Super Bowl, it is not an it is not a surprise coming out of the NFC. Sure. Yeah, I right. think they're one of the top three teams. Top three teams, right? Not the best, but not, it's not like, wow, I can't. Like, see, if Seattle wins a game this weekend, it's a surprise. If the Cowboys lose, it's it should be a surprise. This is not a classic 
Tom Brady team. They're just okay. They don't appear to be terribly cohesive. They got injuries on the offensive line. They got flaws to them. They're not great. But that's not for the Cowboys. The playoffs should be what it's about. That's what you're judged by. Jerry's saying, no, I have a lot to judge him by. And I don't, I don't understand that. Um, Part of it could be Jerry just trying to, he doesn't want to be a story. He's been a story enough. If he, if he puts chum in the water with the media, they'll, they'll just all kind of feast on it, much like sharks will. So that feels like that could be some of it. But I, what about Mike McCarthy's uh, tenure as head coach would make you think he's untouchable, yet it feels like he's untouchable with Jerry Jones? One of the weirdest things I can, I can think of. I mean, literally one of the weirdest things I can think of. We can talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we can talk about how with Discover you can redeem rewards for cash, any amount, any time. Talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Like, look, part of it has to be that Jerry, the last thing he wants to do is, you know, as much as Jerry is a natural distraction, he doesn't want to be the reason that they lose. He doesn't want to be like, hey, listen, Mike McCarthy, heck, Mike McCarthy got to win a game. You know, they got to win some games. got to get the Super Bowl. So he's doing the smart thing, but I can't imagine that hiring a guy to help you win a Super Bowl and the basis of hiring Mike McCarthy is he has won a Super Bowl before. He has navigated these waters before. Uh, Losing early in the playoffs, I don't know if it'd be a fireball offense, but you combined it with some of the errors in coaching and game decisions at the end of games, and it has to be a discussion. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
as someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot to choose from, but uh, Scott Howard on Learfield Sports with the call, our progressive play of the day. Progressive, making things even easier. They help you bundle your home, car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. What's that? Georgia scored again? What's that? Georgia scored again? What's that? Georgia, yeah, anyway. Georgia scored against Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Steve Young of ESPN, a Hall of Famer, said this about Aaron Rodgers. Plating is, in my mind, a death. And who chooses death? Because when you're the best at something in the world and then you leave the game and the next day you're not that anymore and you find out you know what? I'm not actually even good at anything else. So you end up wanting so much to go back to the thing I was great at. Not because you want adulation or people to tell you you're great. Like, no, just the there's a, something that you're great at. And as a human being, you want you don't want it. Like Suck. that's what I want to do. Like Tom said, that's what I that's my highest and best use. What he's contemplating is a really difficult thing, and and people have no idea that haven't been there and felt that and have to deal with it. And I always tell people. The next day, you're at the bottom of a cliff in a, in a broken sack of bones. And then you got to stand up and start doing something different. But it's never going to be the same. It'll never be as all-encompassing, every bit of yourself poured out every week. There's nothing like it. And that's why Rogers, I mean, that Aaron's sitting on that spot, looking over the cliff going, I don't want to fall down there. I don't want to go there. I don't. And that's, to me, I, I, I just really viscerally feel him. That uh, that 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 Steve Young, um, I'm gonna like. I think what he said is amazing. I mean, he made it obviously a little bit more poetic with the death, and the idea it's part of your life which you will never get back. Right, part of your life which you will never get back. You can always go forward. There's a million new things, and people always talk about it. You know, like you're not going back to that place. You ever visited somewhere like that? I mean, if you haven't played a sport at a really high level, or maybe this is, you know, it's like when you play your last high school game, if you're not a college athlete and you're like, wow, that was my last moment. And it happens really fast. He gets to on some level choose. Is that my last moment? That's why I don't think he's done. I've heard lots of people say, well, they trade him. It just doesn't make any sort of physical sense for the Packers. 
And again, if you're the Packers, you sit there and go like, hold on. We gave you all of this money. You come back for a year and you want to be traded? Like, nah. Nah, we're not doing that. Plus, there's all the dead cap money. Not not doing that. And he didn't he didn't seem interested in the slightest in playing for another team at the end of the season. If you if you listen to his interview, he was asked about it uh, by the local press. He said, like, I don't want to say never, but you know, I I just don't, you know, and he kind of rambled on a little. But when you guys says I don't want to say never, he because Aaron is Look, I, I've been critical of Aaron, but as somebody who likes and admires Aaron as a player and likes and admires Aaron as a human and his I, I think he's done some things where he's tried to be the smartest guy in the room and said some things. And then I think his body language stinks at times. Um, But it, it's like I can I can live with it because I know him a little bit, but also because of his talent. Right. Can live with it. I think those things need to change as last year. He needs to decide, hey, man, I'm going to change. This is my last. And that's part of why I think what I think. The, I, you asked a great question, Dan, um, where we had uh, Mark Dominic on. And you said, what is the hard question that you want to ask? Right. That you, the hard conversation you have to have. And I think part of the hard conversation is like, look, dude, Mike Tomlin says we want uh, volunteers, not hostages. Like you kind of act like a hostage sometimes, you know? And you kind of act like you're doing us a favor and you're just surly. Like, and, and really before the last game, he had seemingly rediscovered a love. Like, you know, the week before they won, they're playing the air guitar and they're having a good time. Like that's how it's supposed to be. You want to come back, come back, come back as that Aaron Rodgers. Let your nuts hang as they say, and just go out there and ball. Stop letting little things, stop letting petty things make, make you petty. Uh, but I agree. It's it's one of those like you do realize if you walk away from this thing, it's over. Like it's dead. It's buried. You move on. You're not coming back. You know, Favre obviously retired, came back, but then he had to go to the Jets. Then he went to the Vikings and whatever he thinks of. I, I think Aaron understands what that did to Favre's legacy. He was there. He played against him, got beat by him. Right. But I, I, I think. I, I kind of think Steve Young nailed it a little bit there. Is he studying up in the physical? Yes. You got to study up in the physical. Like, man, I'm telling you what, the uh, the uh, the parallel parking part of the physical is the is the hard part <laughs> of the uh, of 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 the physical. Uh, thanks, Dan. Uh, let's uh, let's welcome in Matt Fortuna who joins us. He covers college football for the Athletic. W- were you up with Dan in the where you could talk to God in that section watching the game? I was up there. I was up there. I was uh, on the field pregame uh, back when all of our hopes and dreams of covering a halfway decent game were, were still alive. And uh, then I was escorted up to, to the top like everyone else. Um, I understand. I like I look, I've seen TCU play every game. I'm a big 12 guy. Uh, they had all these escapes. And I know that was in the conversation, the worst game they played. They were confused. They weren't lined up right. They seemed tight. Doug enforced some things. They fumbled early, whatever. And Georgia played well. But, I mean, that was as big a mismatch athletically as you're going to – I mean, am I, am I wrong that that was a complete and utter athletic mismatch? No, no, you're, you're spot on, Doug. And, look, I, I thought coming in uh, – it reminded me – and I, you know, I, I was an Notre Dame beat writer for, for six years at ESPN. I covered that 2012 game when, when Alabama ran them off the field. And the vibe coming into this game, I felt very similar. 
Um, right? I mean, there, there's Ohio State, which probably should have beat Georgia, and it's probably kicking themselves as they watched that game last night. The same way Georgia in 2012 probably should beat Alabama and was kicking themselves watching Alabama destroy Notre Dame that night. And yet, I think I'm, I'm kind of insulting Notre Dame and their fans right now by comparing the two because that one was 42-14, which, again, blowout. Clearly, one team was much, much better than the other. This was 65-7. to Like, I could not have drawn up a scenario in any big game like this where it is that much a blot. I believe it was the biggest blot in the history of bowl games, in the national title game. And, and look, TCO is a great story. Um, you know, they proved all of us wrong time and time again. Uh, and even, you know, they, they struck back pretty early last night, made it a 10-7 game, and, and that was it. I, I was just surprised. I, I figured defensively they wouldn't be able to stay with them. I thought they'd be able to move the ball a little bit better on their own offensively. It was it was a mollywampin. Um, okay, so... You get all kinds of people making statements about what a 12-team field would look like. Um, you know, uh, some, oh, well, you're going to have four teams in the SEC in the Final Four. Maybe. Maybe. You, you also could have... The, the problem with the playoff is the upsets like you have with TCU. You're not necessarily going to have the best of the best of the best. And... Like, if you use college basketball as your guide, granted, it's a little bit different. The upsets happen a little less often. But because of injuries and the attrition of football, maybe they'll happen more often. What are your thoughts on what a 12-team playoff does to the landscape of the sport? I think it's good for the overall health of the sport. I really do. I mean, you brought up the March Maddox example. And I think last year's NCAA tournament, in particular, is a great analogy for this. Like, is St. Peter's run any less charming? because they got killed in the lead eight? I don't think so, right? And you're going to have maybe a team like that every couple of years in college football. They're not going to win the national championship the same way TCU cannot win it last night. But you know how long TCU will be able to recruit off this run? Again, maybe not at a national championship level, but you know, I was talking to players in that locker room last night. They said, look, every recruit out there knows that this is a program that could compete for college football playoff for so you're in your route. And, you know, we, we, you know, the studies are, are done by the academic types years after this to see what the effects are on applications and, and brand awareness and all that. And I think you're just going to see that more and more throughout the sport with a 12-team playoff. I mean, can you imagine if a Boston College or, uh, you know, uh, uh, an Indiana or someone ha- has a charmed run and they finish in the top 12 and at least get to say they competed for a chance to win a national championship? It, it would just do – wonders for those programs and, and you throw in the transfer portal i mean tcu got three transfers from alabama last week again they're nowhere near georgia's level as we all saw and learned last night uh but this is definitely a program that proved a lot more can be done uh than a lot of us on the outside thought thought so um okay so what about alabama i mean i thought i mean i thought they belonged in you you lose on a two-point conversion and a long field goal i know they i know bryce young didn't have the year he had last year and he had different wide receivers but in terms of the short-term future what does last night and georgia's sudden back-to-back national titles mean to the mean to the uh uh to the tide means they've got some company doug i don't know if you saw the halftime show last night end up being arguably the, the highlight of the night but nick saving was seated next to david pollock georgia great uh, it, it was clear at halftime, whatever the score was, Georgia was on their way to a win. And, and Pollock goes on a, a huge tangent about, you know, this is the best program in college football. It's a dynasty. There's no slowing down. Kirby's keeping them hungry. And, and Nick Saban is five feet away from him on set, just staring a hole through his heart. And I'm thinking, we're going to get an actual uh, showdown here, an actual match uh, uh, on game night because we haven't got one on the field yet. Um, 
I don't think Alabama's going anywhere. I don't think Nick Saban's going anywhere. Certainly you lose a, a one-time Heisman winner at quarterback, and there are going to be questions about um, you know, how you're going to play next year. Uh, but, but look, I, I feel pretty confident saying Kirby Smart's going to be at Georgia from, from here on longer than Nick Saban will be at Alabama. Uh, yeah, I don't that Kirby is a Georgia guy through and through. He's a University of Georgia graduate. Uh, he has an edge to him that is going to keep this program hungry, regardless of all the success that they've had. Uh, and, and they are a real threat to you know dethroning Alabama if they're not there already. It, it is the program in college football right now, and that's the type of challenge that um, Nick Saban hasn't had before. He got a little bit from Clemson. You know, he lost to them twice in the national title game. Uh, and look, it was a great from from Clemson, but. Clemson is not does not have the, the natural resources uh, and the SEC support that a Georgia does. I think everyone knew when Kirby Smart got that job seven years ago. If he can figure out how to unlock the potential of this job, this will be the best program in college football, and they're certainly on their way to doing that right now. If they were the sleeping giant that's woken up, who is the next one? Is it A and M? I'm afraid if I uh, we've been saying this for every year of my lifetime, and might still be saying it. Uh, for, for, for the next 30 years or so. I mean, look, I, I got asked last night who could be a sleeper for next year. And you look at the recruiting rankings, you look at the rosters, you look at the fan support. Uh, and we say it every year, A&M has the potential to, to, to do it. Um, I, I'm not exactly hitching my wagon to Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino right now. It's going to make for great TV uh, with those two barking each other's ears on the sideline. I don't know if I can, can, can get on board with that just yet. Uh, Matt Fortuna joining us from The Athletic. He joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Okay, there's also the transfer portal, right? And uh, now it's in in full swing. What's the, so far, who's the biggest name that has the biggest impact next year based upon the movement in the portal? I would argue Sam Hartman going to Notre Dame. I don't look at Notre Dame as a national championship contender just yet next year, especially with that schedule. They've got to play Ohio State. They've got to go to Clemson. You know, they've got USC every year, which is a formidable USC right now. Uh, but, but at least from a, a recruiting get standpoint, Hartman's the biggest quarterback they've got and since Jimmy Clausen. I think he has a chance to be the best quarterback in an Irish uniform since Brady Quinn. He's already broken – Tons of ACC records. He's going to be 24 years old by the start of kickoff next season. Notre Dame has not had that kind of proven um, quarterback who, who's earned his stripes and has played in big games like that before. Ian Book was great there. He set the program wins record. He was a three-year starter. He was also a three-star recruit who, who no one really believed in other than Mike Sanford, the man who recruited him, and ended up outlasting everyone. Uh, but, but he was no one's idea of, of this future NFL player who's going to change your program. I, I think Sam Hartman, in the short term, when you look at portal additions only, has the chance to, to really make that kind of impact on Notre Dame. Uh, Matt, great stuff. Awesome. I mean, it, it was a really good year, a different year, and obviously <laughs> not, the, not the final that we wanted, but there were other parts to it which were outstanding. Thanks so much for joining us on Fox Sports Trade. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Doug. Take care. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the code Gottlieb for a special offer when you sign up. That's code Gottlieb, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Coming up next. Oh, excuse me. Let me get to Dan Beyer. Have I got a Dan down? Let me get to Dan Beyer with a quick update. Dan? Didn't we already do this? Didn't did we? we? Yeah, I thought so. We, we did? Yeah, yeah. Did we do I was it? On, I was on right before Matt came on. Right? You know what? You know, let's just let's switch this up. Um, yeah. Hey Dan, tease the press for us. <laughs> no, no, I got it. That's my that's my bad. Like I was, yeah, I was. I'm I'm not. I'm. I just uh, sorry about that, guys. I I I apologize. Um, 
Look, I'll, I'll say this. We'll put a little bow on, on college football. Uh, you know, how it ends oftentimes. This is what this is. Remember yesterday, guys, I was like, hey, let's I want to think about the biggest things in the regular season in the NFL, because what happens with the postseason is we completely forget about the great seasons of the regular, the great parts of the regular season. And it's it's like a different sport, right? It's a different thing. Um, and I'm, I'm intrigued. I mean, the, the perfect example is like, I don't know. Jalen Hurts last year had a, had a really good year, had a terrible playoff game against Tampa. And it was like, here's the ceiling. Now we see what we're going to see what's going to happen in San Francisco with a rookie quarterback. Um, and let's see how Jalen Hurts is. And obviously we don't see him this weekend. We'll see him next weekend. But I think the same thing goes, frankly, for college football, like let's not get away from the fact that TCU had a great year, like one of those miracle years where they found a way to win games. They had no right to win, you know, and then they lose on a goal line stand against uh, against Kansas State in the Big 12 game. And then, you know, I, I think they got in on feels, you know, I and I, I've said this before. Like I, I thought Alabama, Alabama was one of the four best teams. They just were. And Tennessee, frankly, was until they lost Hennon Hooker. You know, and I, I get it. You're like, well, and like the NCAA tournament, who you have going into the tournament is, in fact, important. And Tennessee lost too many games where you couldn't put them in. But this this is the landscape of sports. College sports is changing. It's changing. And there's already been a ton of movement just in terms of American citizens, right, to the south. People migrating to warmer climates. You know, you got... You got more, a lot of jobs in, in the South. I mean, that's one of the things that's happened in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. They have Mercedes-Benz like SUV factory, right? These, these towns are getting bigger and bigger and producing more and more uh, athletes and students across the board. Just it, it's obviously Texas is a wellspring. Georgia is a wellspring. Florida is a wellspring of football talent. The SEC is already there. Then you combine the fact that they have the resources, the backing, and the NIL, and now you're having some, you've had the dominance of the league previous to it. I, anybody who was there, who watched the two teams, it felt like, okay, one's the varsity, one's the JV. It, there was a, there was a discernible difference in the caliber of athlete and Georgia's really well coached. Like I, I don't want any way want like people go, oh, you know, uh, well, they just, it's not just rolling the ball out there and playing. They were really well coached. They played really well. They were very sharp. They, they no fear of the championship game. If you heard, we'll play for you his pregame speech, which is awesome on the, in the bonus pod. But dude, that, I mean, that was, I was pro, pros versus Joe's. Yes. Uh, John Ramos. No, I was gonna, you kind of answered the question, which was, what was the difference, obviously? Why is a team like that playing for the national championship game when they're just not even in the same realm of Well, you know, they were, pick, they were picked seventh in the league. And the thing about the Big 12 is, it's a very even league. You know, only Texas ha- has, Texas has like a higher level of athlete. Texas has a ton of NIL. And, you know, Texas nearly beat Alabama this year. But Texas just has not been able to figure it out. They had an injury to their quarterback. And even Nathan Ewers, like, I would say when they get Arch Manning, I think that thing is over, too. I think Texas is going to be back. Hey, Oklahoma this year was a massive disappointment. But part of it is they lost their quarterback to USC. If Caleb Williams stays at, US, at, at Oklahoma and they get the incoming recruiting class, Oklahoma's playing for a national championship game. That's what, the, this was, it was, that's what they were building upon. 
You know, that's what they were. That's what they're building on. So those are the two most talented teams. Oklahoma State had become maybe the best team. They were up 24-7 to Kansas State, but massive, massive injuries. And now they've had massive defections as well, and they're like rebuilding their team through the portal. But those were the three best teams, and then Kansas State's really well coached. TCU is really well coached, and they have some good players. But, the, I mean, Duggan wasn't even the starter day one. Like It was a miracle season. But this is what happens when those the underdogs, they get into a real championship game. And I agree with the premise that with a 12-team playoff, the little guys, they're never going to win a national championship. Cause, but you can pull off an upset. You can win a game winning two, winning three, almost impossible. You just get so beaten up. And that, by the way, is the argument that supports the SEC going like, hey, why do they play Citadel, middle of the SEC thing? Because they're so beaten up from playing against a higher caliber of athlete. And I'm not saying it because I'm not an SEC alum. I have no ties to the SEC. I'm just not going to sit here and BS you and go, you know, it's all really the same. And, you know, Kirby Smart and Stetson Bennett. Like, dude, it was night and day. And if you don't believe me, watch the NFL draft. Watch the NFL draft. In the NFL draft, there's it's like three to one to any other conference. And Ohio State is in that mix. They're basically like an SEC team with it. They recruit the South well, plus they get all the best kids from the Midwest. And and Michigan is kind of a, a step below Ohio State. They're in that kind of Notre Dame a, a little bit a little bit higher caliber of athlete maybe than some in Notre Dame. Although Notre Dame is recruiting at you know defensively in the line at a higher level. But, I mean, the SEC thing at the top level, that's a real real thing. Like, they're playing a different sport than these other teams. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards. Or we can talk about how with Discover. You can redeem your rewards for cash any amount, anytime. Talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash rewards. Let's get to the press. The press. The press is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All, all your protection in one place. Bundle and save Progressive.com. Dan Byer, what do you got? Doug, we start in the NFL where Colts general manager Chris Ballard uh, went in depth today about the failures of the organization on his watch. Look, I failed. I'm not going to sit up here and make excuses. Failed a lot of people. Highly disappointed, you know, about where we're at, how the season went. You know, I never take lightly what's at stake here. It's not, you know, the wins and losses, but, you know, people's lives are on the line. Players' families, coaches' families front office, people in this building, and I don't ever take that lightly. You know, I'm disappointed, disappointed where we're at, and ultimately, it falls on my shoulders. I won't walk away from that. I won't run from it. Saying that, we'll grow from it, and I'll grow from it, and I'll get better because of it. Solid, you know. I I always think it's funny, though, when guys go, I admit it's my fault, and they fire everybody else. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> he also said that they thought bringing in Carson Wentz was a five to seven year plan. That was the stopgap that they bring in Wentz. He can be their starter for the next five to seven years and then move on after that. Mm. I mean, I, I kind of think Carson Wentz is done. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing fall from grace. Um, I guess Jared but, Goff looks a little better now, doesn't he? Yeah, Jared Goff does look better. I mean, you go back to when he got hurt that game against the Rams. One guy was going to be the MVP, and the other guy, you know, Sean Sean Payton, even though he took him to the Super Bowl, couldn't wait to get him out of town. Um, I mean, Sean, Sean, Sean uh, McVay. McVay. Crazy. Yes, absolutely crazy. Uh, Bears GM Ryan Poles says he believes Justin Fields will be their starter. As for the first overall pick, I've played this a bunch, but we'll hear it again. We're going to do the same as we've always done. We're going to evaluate the draft class. And I would say this, I'd have to be absolutely blown away to make that type of decision. Talking about drafting a quarterback first overall. So that uh, that's going to be traded, right? Yeah. Be tra- I mean, like the big thing heading into the draft is going to be Bryce Young checks a lot of boxes. Competitive no baggage, 
athletic, can throw it, but he is tiny. He's he's not a big human being. And, um, you know, like in comparison to Tua, Tua's small, maybe a little bit bigger, but and Tua's less athletic, but a thicker build. But even Tua's kind of been ragdolled around here this year. Um, we ha- we've had this run on smaller quarterbacks. I Number one overall for a guy who is, what, 190 pounds? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur says he doesn't anticipate many staff changes for next season. That includes Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, sticking around. But he's also open to bringing Nathaniel Hackett back to the coaching staff. And he'd also consider relinquishing play calling duties if that were the case. Wow, that's 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 gigantic. Uh, that feels to me like this is this is Aaron's demand, you know. And whether Aaron demands it or doesn't demand it, that's a hey, look, we'll bring Nathaniel Hackett back, but you got to go all in on this. You got to be at OTAs. You guys work. You guys f- figure out the offense, and uh, and you know we got to figure out some personnel stuff around you. The Cavs are in Salt Lake City tonight to face the Jazz as Donovan Mitchell returns to face his former team. Hmm. And Utah just surprising, right? I mean, um. I, I mean, <laughs> yes. If you would, if you when you, when they made when they traded away their All Star center and their scoring machine wing, if I were to tell you that that Utah and look, they've leveled off some. They're only twenty and twenty three now. Right. But if I would have told you that they would win, they're going to win 30 games, right? Maybe they win 32. That, that's a lot. Right. That's a lot. Now, it should be pointed out that water has found its level and they've lost their last five, I believe. You know, five. so it's starting to. And those are against the good teams in the NBA and teams are starting to play their guys. But Don Mitchell's a hell, hell of a player. Yeah. He's really, really good. We are a few weeks away from uh, Tank City happening in the NBA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Longest losing streak I think we're going to see is 18 games, but that's wow. that's yes, no, it will happen. Oh yeah, mark yeah. it here, J- January 10th. There will be an 18 game losing streak in the yeah. NBA. Uh, okay, and the, and the t- we all know the teams, right? Right, like Pistons, Hornets, Rockets, Spurs. Sure. Yeah. There you go. Maybe even the Magic. Uh, and finally, <laughs> Warriors Warriors guard Steph Curry expected to return from his shoulder injury and play tonight against the Phoenix Suns after missing the last 11 games. All right. Should be interesting to see where the Warriors end up fitting in in the playoff run. As uh, And uh, wall-to-wall coverage of that on ESPN all day long. Uh, <laughs> Steph Curry is back. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's the press. How's LeBron feel about it? And will Steph wait to play with his son like LeBron wants to play with Bronny? Yay. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. All right. The In the Bonus podcast is pretty good. Um, it, it just, yeah, you're going you're gonna to enjoy it. I'm not sure it's kid-friendly today. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. 
sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.